Welcome to Be All You Are, a midlife awakening podcast. I'm your host, Kena Paranjape, the founder of All You Are, a women's lifestyle brand, an entrepreneur, writer, and mother. This podcast is all about stepping into all you are. It's about reconnecting to your inner voice so you can hear the whispers of your true desires and cultivate the courage to create the life that is meant for you. Your dreams are your soul's voice. They are worth your time and attention. Now head out on that solo walk or settle into a cozy spot with a favorite beverage and join me. I can't wait to meet you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. We are on episode 13 this week, and this week is a solo episode. Uh, It is a Friday afternoon, and I went to a party last night. I haven't been to a party in so long. It was a black tie party, um, a casino royale theme. There were about 100 entrepreneurs in the room, and I rented a dress slash outfit and I wore red lipstick and jewelry and high heels and it felt really great. And it made me realize how, you know, we do all this internal work to try to shift our energy. You know, we journal and meditate and all of those things are extremely powerful, but there is also power in changing your environment, changing things up. You know, that's why when we go on holiday, we come back often feeling refreshed. And I'm realizing so much how all of these practices go hand in hand. It isn't that one is more important than the other. It is that they are all equally important. And not that you have to go on holiday, but sometimes it is going to a party and getting dressed up and listening to music and meeting other people Um, a friend of mine and I were talking about how we're going to meet every couple of weeks at this beautiful hotel and work in the lobby of the beautiful hotel just to change up our environment. So that is not what today's episode is about, but I just thought I would share that with you. So I'm feeling a little bit like party hangover, not drinking hangover because I only had a glass of wine pretty much, but going to bed late, being in high heels, talking a lot. (laughs) I think at this age, you can get a hangover just from that. So I took my time this morning. I It's a bit of a rainy day. I'm drinking a coffee now while I record this. So I really do feel like I'm sitting down with you and having a chat. And I thought about what I wanted to share with you today, um, episode 13. The way I've been doing the podcast is every second episode is a guest. Um, I have a guest on, and then the following episode is a solo episode. This gives me a chance to hone my skills uh, in speaking to you directly and then also in um, interviewing because there definitely is a art and a science to that. And I appreciate you for being here with me as I fine-tune those skills because you know what? We start where we are. As my friend Mira Lee Patel says, we start where we are and we grow from there. And I just want to throw in another one right now and encourage you at any age, remembering that I'm 47, that it's okay to start where you are. It's okay to not be excellent at something out of the gate. It's okay to just put things out there and 
give yourself time to get better at it. And I think just your enthusiasm and your commitment to something makes it worthy of being out in the world, even if it isn't perfect yet. And I'm sure when I'm on episode 100, I'll look back and listen to this episode and say, oh my gosh, you were awful. But that's okay, because for now, what I feel great about is that I'm talking to you, that we're having these conversations that are really important conversations, even if I say I'm a little bit too much, okay? And I probably hear it more than you do. That's what I'm guessing, at least. So maybe if you think otherwise, you could just not tell me that. Um, so today I want to talk to you about three simple life-changing secrets that a few weeks ago I sort of had downloaded within one week. And I think that, I think this is so interesting, right? There are many weeks that go by and you just feel like you're going through the motions and you know, you don't really pause and think like, what have I learned this week? And I think one of the things um, that I, or one of the reasons why I really love my journaling practice is that it does create space for you to reflect and for you to have these insights that feel so wonderful in the moment when you have this insight, like, oh, I get this now. Um, But the thing is, if you don't record it anywhere, It feels great in the moment, but then it's kind of fleeting. You may still remember it, but it's fleeting. When you write it down, you've captured it. And you're like, you have this proof that you've learned something. You have this proof that you're expanding and that you're growing. Um, And that's why I always encourage in in our groups, especially in my group program, we do a lot of journaling exercises and I encourage women to keep a journal. And we even have sort of like a bonus journaling workshop that I do at the end. Um, but today I wanted to change, I wanted to share these three, I believe to be life-changing simple secrets that I've uncovered. And I wanted to share those with you for you to ponder on this week and see, and see how it lands for you. And maybe I could challenge you to write your own three insights, your own three life-changing secrets. and you can land on these from your own experience. Maybe at the end of this week, after you've listened to this podcast, so this is dropping on a Wednesday, maybe on Sunday, you take some time for yourself and say like, what did I learn this week? That is really profound. That if I, if I register this learning, my life will be changed for the better. That's going to be my challenge for you coming out of this podcast. (laughs) Um, and then the other thing I wanted to tell you about before I dive in is that I, the Manifesting in Midlife Masterclass is coming up. Um, I'm going to give you all the dates and everything at the end, but I am really excited for this masterclass. There's a lot of talk around manifesting out there, and I've created this masterclass specifically for women in midlife because we do have a lot of sort of well-worn paths in terms of our thoughts and our beliefs and in terms of what we believe is possible for us. And I want us to, in this masterclass, really question some of those beliefs. Are they true? Are they serving us? Can we replace them with new ones? And allow ourselves to dream and expand and widen the lens of what we see as possible for us. Because there is so much more possible for you. I guarantee 
that you your view of what you think is available to you is limited. I actually guarantee it. So if you want to argue with me about this, please come to my masterclass. I think it's going to be so fun because guess what? Manifesting is fun. It's so fun. I actually told my boyfriend slash man friend the other day, he always jokes with me about manifesting. And he said, you manifested the sun or coming out or something like that. And I told him to stop making fun of manifesting because I manifested him. And it's no joke. I did. Uh, Maybe he manifested me too, but I believe that I did because I know it and he he doesn't know it. So, (laughs) okay. So on to three simple but life-changing insights that I learned all in one week. So the first one is to see problems as opportunities. When you think about it, a problem isn't a problem until we call it one. Otherwise, really all it is is a thing that happened that didn't go as planned or as you wanted it to, right? That's truly what it is. It's just facts. This is what happened and or this is what's going on and we're the ones who decide it's a problem because it's something there's something about it that we don't like or we wish it would be different. And I get it. Like we do have things that are considered problems, right? Like Someone being ill is a problem for sure. Um, you know, maybe your kid is having trouble at school. That feels like a problem. And and so I get that. I don't want to sound like I'm trying to sugarcoat things. Believe me, I have had in my life a lot of quote unquote problems. But what I have realized is that, you know, I I want to give you an example. So I got an email from a client who said in her email she wanted to talk to me about our coaching relationship. And I remember at the time feeling like, oh no. Like to me, that was like problem, problem, problem. It was like this thing, red flashing lights that there's a problem coming, right? And I felt myself react negatively. Like it was almost like I right away started getting defensive of like, well, what's the problem with our coaching relationship? And what does she need from me? And how is she showing up? And it's funny, we hadn't even spoken yet. I had started telling myself all these stories based on a very simple email. But the next day I said to myself, how do I turn this from a perceived problem into an opportunity? And and that opportunity could be anything. I'm not saying it's an opportunity to like, whatever grow your business or whatever. It could just be an opportunity for you to show up differently. And so I decided to take it as an opportunity to respond very intentionally, consciously with love and an open heart. So instead of emailing her back and asking her, okay, what, what did you want to talk about? We decided to get on a call. And on a call, when I'm looking at her, we were easily able to talk through what she was feeling. We were easily able to get to the root of what she was feeling. And I realized it wasn't a problem at all, right? And in fact, what started out as a problem in my mind, and maybe even in her mind, became an opportunity to practice meeting her where she was and to deepen my support in helping her achieve her goals. And when you think about that, 
that means as I was practicing that with her, I was preparing myself to do that for other women that I work with. So it became an opportunity for me to become better at what I do. It became an opportunity for me to connect with her on a deeper level. It became an opportunity for me to help her feel seen and understood. And it also began a practice for me of seeing problems as opportunities to be creative and to learn and grow. So next time you're faced with what you see as a problem, see how you might view it differently if you relabeled it as an opportunity. Okay, secret number two. The second secret that I wanted to share with you that came to me all in one week was that breakdowns can lead to breakthroughs. So when we find ourselves in moments of a breakdown, and I describe a breakdown as something like losing your temper or breaking down into tears or feeling like you're in some other you know, peak emotional state where we feel angry or frustrated or sad at the end of our rope, um, I think we have this tendency to turn inwards and say, what is wrong with me? You know, we kind of turn it against ourselves and we say, why do I feel like this? And what is wrong with me? And and then, of course, what is wrong with everyone else? And why is it like this? And what I find so helpful is like seeing that feeling as signs that you're on the road to a breakthrough. So it's almost like, okay, I'm I'm feeling this breakdown happening. It means the breakthrough is coming. So it's almost like the opposite of a calm, the calm before the storm. So, you know, they say there's this this calm before the storm. This is like the storm before the calm. (laughs) It's like your frustration, your anger, your sadness um, is the storm before the calm. And what if we just accepted those feelings we're having? Like, rage a little if you have to safely, right? Like scream into a pillow or punch a pillow or shut yourself up in your room or just like cry as hard as you need to. Let it all out and just allow your feelings to exist. We don't even have to judge them. We can just allow them to be. And we know that the only way to get through a feeling is to give ourselves full permission to feel it, right? It's so funny. Um, I actually read somewhere that for people who are ambitious and focused on productivity and getting things done, this is a good way to convince those of you who identify with that, that letting your feelings out is more productive. Because the thing is, if you don't let them out, they will linger. They will hang around longer. You'll be dealing with them longer. So it's more productive to just let them out, okay? So that's like a productivity hack for you right there. Let your feelings out. And the other thing is, I think we get this sense when we are feeling those feelings that we are going to be kind of in that in that state for a while. We just almost get scared of it. Like, oh no, what's happening to me? This thing is happening to me. But the thing is, feelings are temporary. We don't have to worry that they'll stay there forever. They move on. They always move on, right? Sometimes it might take longer. 
sometimes you can get over something quite quickly or get through something quite quickly. But if we suppress them, if we suppress our feelings, we're actually delaying the process. And that feeling will linger until you've paid attention to it. So when you allow yourself to experience your intense feelings, on the other side of that could be a breakthrough. So again, if you hold on and don't allow your feelings to just uh, be released, it's harder to get to that breakthrough. You're almost like feeling like you need to search for the breakthrough, like tell me the answer, tell me how to make this better. But if you let it all out, there is this calm that comes after the breakthrough. And there is this clarity that comes from that calm. And suddenly you're in a position to see what it is. You're you're in a position to see what it is that's causing you the frustration, why you're feeling um, trapped or angry or sad or um, frustrated. And you are now free to make a bold decision that you've been putting off, to speak your mind when you've been holding back from speaking it. It's sort of like that process of feeling your emotions and letting them go allows your mindset to finally shift to support you instead of um, working against you. And at the very least, if the breakthrough doesn't come, which it often does, but at the very least, you feel a form of relief because you've let it go. You've not stored it in your body. And you're practicing letting it go, right? And so I always say to my women in my groups to welcome your tears because they are setting you free. You know, there's we cry a lot when we're facing our truths. When, when we're saying something that feels true to us, it often brings us to tears. And by saying our truth out loud, we're setting ourselves free. And so welcome your tears, they're setting you free. The third simple but life-changing secret I wanted to share with you is to show up for yourself. I think that we are so excellent at showing up for other people. We show up for our kids, we show up for our friends and for our spouse and for our work. But do we show up for ourselves? Do we ask ourselves, what's the best thing for me, right? How, what, what would support me at this time in my life? And, you know, a few weeks ago, I spoke up in a, I spoke up in a situation that would have terrified me before. And I was worried at the time that the other person wouldn't understand or they might see me differently for speaking up. But I also know that I've moved past the point of not being in integrity with myself. For me, I can't do this work that I feel so impassioned to do if I'm not in integrity with myself, because I want to hold that for women so that they can see an example, so that they can be in integrity with themselves, right? So That means I am now committed to speaking up where it matters, where I feel like my voice makes a difference, I'm going to use it. And that can be scary sometimes. It can be scary to use your voice when you're not used to. 
But, you know, after I had that conversation and that did go well, I felt proud of myself. And even if it hadn't gone well, I know that I had my own back by speaking up. And I think that's partly what showing up for yourself means. It means not turning your back on yourself. It's like being the friend, like that friend who's like, you know, if you have your hand up in a room and the person at the front of the room doesn't call on you, but your friend says, oh, I think Kana had something to say, right? And and make sure that you're seen and make sure that you get that attention that you deserve. It's about doing that for yourself. Um, and it made me really think about how we have to have our own back in all areas of our lives. We need to be continually showing up for ourselves. We need to ask ourselves, what do I need in order to be my healthiest self? What do I need to feel vital and strong and healthy? What do I need to feel like I'm being authentic to who I am, that I am in integrity, that I'm in wholeness, that I live my my life from this place of my authentic self? And how do we do that without guilt or shame? How do we find a way to meet our needs? And I think that when we practice showing up for ourselves, the guilt and shame dissipate. I think it's just that conflict of constantly, um, of constantly not showing up for yourself, of constantly putting yourself second, you're playing with that feeling of even for considering doing something for yourself, you play with those feelings of guilt. So I'm going to give you a a very recent example of this. So my daughter's, um, she's, she's six years old. She's in grade one and she loves performing and her school concert was last night. And, um, I had already booked tickets to this event and it was the event that I told you about at the beginning. It's like, you know, this lovely party filled with entrepreneurs. And my first inclination was like, well, I can't go to the party. I have to show up for her as I'm her mom and I have to show up for her. And I even mentioned to her the first time I mentioned to her, um, Nova, mama might not be able to come to your concert. And her initial reaction (laughs) was this open-mouthed, silent cry, like, how can you do this to me, Mama? How can you not be there? And of course, my initial inclination was just to cancel the event. And it doesn't matter if I paid for the ticket, just cancel it. You have to be there for your daughter. And I'm sure a lot of you who are listening are like, yeah, of course you need to do that. But... I knew that this event wasn't just about having dinner with friends. It wasn't about, um, you know, just getting dressed up and going to a party. For me, it was something more. It was something that I felt that I needed. I needed it for where I am in my business right now. I needed it for how I feel like I've been a little bit, you know, I'm a solopreneur and I've been inside my head a lot. And so I knew that going to that event was showing up for myself. And in a way that I could better show up for Nova. 
So of course, I made sure that her dad was going to be there. I asked him to take video. I uh, told I talked to my daughter about it again. I said, "Nova, Mama has to go to this event, and it means I'm going to miss your party or your concert, but." I am going to make sure that you're all ready and I'm going to watch the video and we're going to celebrate afterwards and I'm going to make your other concert, you know, from your from your drama class. I'm going to be at that concert. And she was fine. There was not a single tear. Okay, mama, she was totally fine. Even leading up to the day, she was excited and nervous and was so glad her dad was going to be there and she was fine. And she and she was she will be fine. Um, and that was me showing up for myself. And sometimes that feels hard to do. But guess what? When you do it and you realize, wow, it actually all worked out great. It worked out fine. And I feel better. And now I want to celebrate her. And she was proud of what she'd done. Anyway, I'm going on about this, but I think I just wanted to make, I wanted to give you an example that felt a little bit hard, especially for mothers. Um, because of that, you know, I hate that term, but mom guilt, um, because of that, I think that we tend to use it as an excuse to not show up for ourselves. And I actually think that it is just, it requires a reframing and, um, we can talk about that more for sure on this podcast. But what I really wanted to leave you with is when it comes to your health, when it comes to your wealth, and by wealth, I don't just mean money, but the abundance in your life. When it comes to your relationships and your career, how are you showing up for yourself? So these are the three little life-changing insights that I wanted to share with you this week. Um, they, again, are so simple, but if you can note them down and apply them to your own life, they truly are life-changing. They change your behavior. They change the way you think about everyday occurrences in your life. And I'm just going to recap them for you again really quickly. So the first is to see problems as opportunities. So whenever you hit up against what you define as a problem, ask yourself, what's the opportunity in this? How can I look at this different and see where there is an opportunity? The second is to remember that breakdowns can lead to breakthroughs. So it's the storm before the calm and just let it out. Nothing bad will happen if you let that, that breakdown happen, you know, and um, in fact, you'll feel safer on the other side of it. So remember that breakdowns can lead to breakthroughs. And the third is to show up for yourself. It is your life. Nobody else is going to show up for you the way you can because nobody else knows what you feel and what's important to you and what's in your heart. Nobody else knows that but you. So you have to be the one to do it. And then finally, I wanted to challenge you this weekend or whenever you have a little bit of time to yourself to write down three of your own insights from this week. Think about challenges that you've faced at work or um, in a relationship or really anything that's happened this week that led to some kind of insight. Write down what that insight is and allow yourself to kind of 
ponder over how life would feel different if you applied that um, to your life in a bigger way. I think there's just, we have so much wisdom within us. We have so much lived experience within us. And sometimes we think that we don't. And so we look to others for advice or we, you know, read articles that help us through things when we actually have all the that database and, you know, a huge log and database of lived experiences that we can learn from within us. And that's it for today's episode. I I just wanted to remind you before we say goodbye again about my Manifesting in Midlife workshop. It is on Tuesday, June 20th at noon Eastern. Um, The link to register is in the show notes. It's a 90-minute live workshop, and it is going to be about how we create our own magic in our lives. And I'm telling you, it's going to leave you walking away feeling inspired, empowered, and like you want to just go out there and manifest something. (laughs) And I feel like it's the perfect time, the beginning of summer. I think June 21st is the first day of summer. So we'll just be a day before that. And we're going to walk into this season of of freedom and of sunny days and of a lot of manifestation. So I hope that I will see you there. And thank you so much again for listening. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you found inspiration and used this podcast to start stepping into all you are. To hear more about the podcast, follow me over on Instagram at Kana underscore all you are. Send me a DM. I'd love to hear from you. And if you're loving the podcast, I'd be so honored if you go ahead and hit that subscribe button and leave me a five-star review. Until next time, remember to keep exploring what it means to be all you are.